Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Wednesday, November 16th. Got a great guest today as we hurdle Closer to meaningful college football games. Massive weekend in the Pac-12. USC, UCLA highlighting the slate. Obviously, we had the college football playoff rankings come out last night. I don't really think it matters that much. And truthfully, the guest we have, Yogi Roth, Pac-12 Network, wrote a book on recruiting and quarterbacks. Uh, He's really good. I'm sure you guys know him. He was on Pete Carroll's staff at USC. He's all over the Elite 11. We talk a little NFL draft, um, 2023, even a 2024 nod. Yes, that actually happens. But, you know, our I think our breakdown is better than what they revealed last night in the college football rankings. It's a little silly. It's largely irrelevant. I mean, it doesn't really mean anything because there's games coming up that actually matter. Like, yes, Georgia's one. Ohio State, two. Doesn't matter. Michigan, three. Doesn't matter. Whoever wins that game gets in. I don't want to hear this. Oh, well, the loser of that game still has a shot. No, neither of them have a resume that will be that good outside of their loss. Yes, the the loser will have a good loss, but the wins aren't there. Michigan doesn't have any good wins. TCU, if he goes undefeated, it's in. Sorry, Tennessee. The, the wild card is USC, and we dive deep into USC. Listen, if they win out, if they beat UCLA, which is ranked, Notre Dame, which is ranked, and the Pac-12 championship, which is ranked. Oh, that'll be three top 20 opponents in their final three weeks. That will get them in. Their one loss will be to Utah, a game in which they trailed for, I think, 29 seconds, maybe 35 seconds, something like that. They're going to have the resume. It, It will be better than Ohio State or Michigan, whoever loses that game. Now, Where it gets interesting is, okay, let's say USC loses. Well, forget them. Then I think Tennessee becomes the fifth team or the fourth team. And, you know, if TCU loses, then it gets really interesting. But now we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, Other than that, not a ton of interesting stuff last night in the sports world. 
NBA, you know, I saw an injury to my guy Keegan Murray, back injury. Hopefully it's, he's going to be okay. It doesn't look all that serious. Um, you know, obviously I like him a lot. They, they they look good. The Kings now finally above 500. So happy for them. Gosh, you guys know Kings playoffs. That's one that I banked. I backed up with my wallet. We'll see if it happens. Nice win for the Mavs over the Clippers. Luka legend. I mean, he's incredible. College basketball was okay last night. I watched a couple games. The most interesting thing was Tom Izzo putting Calipari in a body bag at the end of regulation, inbounds pass leading to a dunk. At the end of overtime, inbounds path linked to the court leading to a dunk, and they win it in double overtime. Calipari, listen, we know he's not a great X's and O's coach. He's an amazing recruiter. We get that. We get it. But overall, like, geez, great win for Izzo. Again, it's college basketball. It's November. Am I watching? Heck yeah. Did I see that referee get decked in the Kansas Duke game? Yeah, I, was, I laughed. Uh, but I'm more excited for the World Cup, guys. I'm sorry. I was I was doing heavy drill downs last night on the World Cup. I'll be putting bets for World Cup games on the IG stories. I did fire on Ecuador. Yes, Ecuador, Qatar. I am actionable gambling. I got a guy uh, who's a huge Liga MX fan, and we, we've become friendly on social media. And he's like, listen, Ecuador, here's a case for Ecuador. He makes a good case. I was like, sold. So, I mean, listen, World Cup is very exciting. Starts. This weekend, NFL, college football. I mean, folks, this is a great time to be alive. But without further ado, let's get to our guest, Pac-12 network analyst, author, uh, Mr. College Football, Yogi Roth. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy knows another guy all right let's welcome into straight fire a guy you know if you followed college football pack 12 football you watch any fs1 he's everywhere he's written a book about the five-star quarterback it's not about the stars it's about the journey my man yogi roth how you doing yogi i'm great man thanks for having me on uh i I love whenever i see your face on the tv because i just go back to like these little connections we have back in pennsylvania all the way out here (laughs) to california man shout out to our man dane yeah pennsylvania wow back in the six years since i've been out here man um so i've gotten to see a lot of lows in usc football since i've been here um but there are some highs now happening usc ucla obviously the marquee college football game of the week um you played at usc you know the program well you know the pac-12 as well as anybody um i am i'm just curious start their macro overview it was a brutal weekend last weekend with ucla losing and Oregon losing, but in a way, does it speak to the depth of the conference this year? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, my role at the PAC 12 network is to kind of be three deep on every team. So this is God. I, since I left coaching at SC, I've been calling games almost 17 years now in this league. I've been doing it for a, a while. So you've seen the ebbs and flows to your point. And even when there hasn't been a team in the BCS or in the CFP, like you felt like the talent top to bottom was really good. Then you look at the draft and you'd see Pac-12 sitting right at three behind the SEC Big Ten, who, as we know, has two more teams, at least at yeah. you know at, at today's time. That's where they're at. So you, you were never like questioning the talent, but because there wasn't a team, to your point, like in the discussion this late, it had often been, well, the pac 12s no good or the Pac-12 doesn't have the talent or the Pac-12 only has some passers. And that's just not the case. And that's what I've really enjoyed about this season is you see five teams, I think maybe six teams in this week's CFP, six in the AP top 25. The, the nation respects what's going on, you know, versus other leagues that are so top heavy. But to your point, like here we sit in the last two weeks of the season and SC has a real shot to go to the playoff. We saw what happened over the weekend with UCLA and Oregon. They had their shots. They're still outside looking in. Who knows what happens the next two weeks. But overall, it's been a, it's been a really fun year with the influx of talent, quarterbacks, and coaches in the league. Yeah. Now, listen, I, I'm not trying to pit any uh, one against one another, but if you look, you, you said depth in the Pac-12. I look at the Big Ten. I see Ohio State, Michigan. Great. Those guys are really, really strong. But if I asked you to, you know, top 10, who's got the better? Well, we'll go eight. Fine, we'll go eight. The top eight in the Big Ten or the Pac-12. I don't know. I, I mean, I know you're a Pac-12 ne- network guy, but... That's not close. Pac-12 is way better, right? 
I would say this. Let's take it a step further. I said this in the preseason and believe it even more now. Take our top six quarterbacks, okay, and put okay. it against any other league's top six quarterbacks. And I oh, may, wait, wait, hold on. Where's Bo Nix in there? Is he? He's not two, is he? Wherever you want to rank him, okay, right? Okay. Or wherever you wherever you think the quarterback should be. But my point is like, and I love C.J. Stroud, love Bryce Young. Both of their parents contributed to the book that you referenced. Like, huge fan of Hen and Hooker. Like, th- there's a lot of talent. But if you said, give me the top six from the ACC, Big Ten, SEC, Big 12 versus whatever order your top six is, Caleb, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, Jaden Delora. I mean, you go down the list in this league, DTR, we always forget about him, Cam Rising. Uh, I don't even think it's close. Like, I don't think whether it was me or take somebody who lives in the South or then back in the Northeast or where from, like, you would take the Pac-12's QBs. So to that point... Yeah, I think that college football is now is driven by offense. And I don't think there's any elite defenses like we saw last year from Georgia. I think Georgia's really good, but they're not what they were last year. I mean, who will ever be? Who knows? So I, I would take our teams over any of the power five leagues yeah. in terms of top six. Like I, I wouldn't be scared if you said, give me your top five teams in the pack, you know, start UW up to USC and all the ones in the middle and say, you got to go play LSU. I wouldn't be scared about that game. I don't know if they uh, win. I wouldn't wait, be scared wait, about it. Wait, so so you, it would go what? It would go Georgia. Would you say LSU is above Alabama? Well, they beat them. Yeah. I mean, as yeah, of today. Yeah, I know, but I mean, uh, neutral field. You know, they beat them at home. Uh, neutral field. I think Alabama is think still it's, favored. Yeah, probably. I mean, to me, Alabama, um, I mean, you have to respect everything they've done. Like, And I'm not gonna, trying to be that yeah. guy that's saying the dynasty's over. Like, Yeah, that Joe Clatt, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going down that road, but... They look human, you know, and I th- and yeah. I think that's the part that often gets lost because we just like look at where Clemson's ranked or will be ranked after. Oh, come on. They're not good this year. Right. Like they're not top 10. I take Utah over Clemson all day. I'd take uh, I take Washington. I'd love to see that game. That'd be a fun game. UW versus Clemson. Yeah. I don't know which way it would go. I take UCLA over Clemson. I take oh, Oregon over yeah. Clemson. I take SC over Clemson. So I, I just even Arizona, like, I mean, we could we call them a bottom feeder or no? I mean, to me, Arizona is one of the most entertaining teams in the country. <laughs> I've called I called four straight games of them against oh, wow. Oregon, SC, UW, and Utah. So I had them against everybody other than UCLA in terms of ranked teams. And I remember talking to Jed, just being like, "You're going to get one," and they were close. UW right to the end. USC had to convert on a fourth down to beat them. Like. Arizona can move the ball, and next year we'll see what they do, but I'd imagine a ton of movement will happen in the portal. They'll be a legit contender next year. They're returning everybody. Wait, wait, contender in the Pac-12 or nationally? Well, definitely in the Pac-12, and pending the the, the amount of talent. Like, I've been thinking about this lately. If you said to pick whatever school you you want, whatever the listener is, wherever you went to college, think of that school, and let's just say you're really good on one side of the ball. If you went to your donor base and said, Hey, I need like 2.5 million. And I think I can get us to the Rose Bowl. (laughs) Like that's a legit conversation for Arizona right now. Offensively, Jane Delora, as as talented as the top 10 quarterbacks in the country in terms of how he performs, can't argue it. Now you know that you know quarterbacks. I confess I did not know much about this kid before he started putting up numbers this year. What's his story? Oh, he's amazing. So he grew up in Hawaii, uh, led a team to a state title in Hawaii, like kind of grew up, you know, learning from Tua and Marcus and that whole, Mm. uh, you know, community over there of quarterbacks. And then went to Washington State. Uh, Nick Rolovich was the head coach who came from Hawaii, uh, went there, started as a freshman, uh, balled out. It it was the pandemic year, right? It was kind of up and down, but he started off against Oregon State and just went off. And you're like, whoa, this is pretty fun. His next year had some trouble in the offseason. Uh, you know, got some trouble, got in trouble off the field, was suspended for a little bit, came on back, learned a lot about himself, eventually regained the starting job last year, which was a hectic year in Washington State with their head coach, Nick Rolovich, eventually being dismissed due to COVID-19 and the vaccine status. That's right. And then he entered the portal and went down. And I, I remember I talked to him the day he got to Arizona and he was so excited because of the pro style system of Jet Fish. So he went from... Air raid Mike Leach is when he signed, run and shoot with Nick Rolovich, and now he's running pro-style stuff, 40% of the snaps from under center. And he's got another three years if he wants it. Mm. You know, he was a freshman offensive player of the year in the Pac-12 last year. That's right. 
So huh. uh, he's a he's a gamer. He's added 15 pounds to him. There are three receivers on the field this year because they've been healthy all year. SC hasn't been. You have to talk about them as them and UW. And SC is who's got the best receiving core. Tetaro McMillan, he'll be a freshman All-American. Jacob Cowing transferred from UTEP. Dorian Singer is on the Bolitnikoff watch list right now, along with Cowing. They're they're fun to watch, bro. They've moved the ball against yeah. everybody. They just have no margin for error because right. of the you know the limits on their roster right now. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone. Test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's interesting. I just looked up the coach, uh, Fish, who I don't know much about. I did not realize he had this extensive of an NFL background. Holy cow. He's with McVay? He was yeah. with Belichick? Well, we <laughs> interviewed mean... together at the Seahawks on the same day in 2009. That's when I met him. We went to dinner at the, I'll never forget it, at the Hyatt in downtown Bellevue. And I sat next to him. And he just sat there. And I was like, this guy's awesome. And was coming from Minnesota, was the offensive coordinator there. Uh, and then he was with the Seahawks and Pete. And then he went to the University of Miami. I did a doc on him at Miami that never aired because they got busted for recruiting violations. Oh, so shoot. ESPN pulled it. But we were there all training camp. It was a documentary called um, 
Uh, it was all about the depth chart. It was all about the depth chart of the quarterback room. Okay. So it was it was really cool to just watch him. I'm in meetings, hanging with him day, night, mic'd up the whole hour, whole night. I was producing it, or at least part of the part of the producing team. Eventually, he goes there, and then he goes to Jacksonville with Gus Bradley to be the OC there. And then from there, um, he goes to Michigan with Harbaugh. And then it comes out to UCLA when Jim Mora had, I think, four more years on his deal. He ends up getting let go. So he went to what he thought was a safe place. Josh Rosen's there. And then he and his family were like, we can't move again. Like, we've been moving so much. Sean McVay creates a role for him. This was kind of pre-before now. Those roles are just commonplace all over football, college or in the NFL. Yeah. And he got there with Jared Goff, went to a Super Bowl in Atlanta. Um and I did a podcast with him that year with the Rams. And he laid out his blueprint when he was going to be a head coach then. Like he's been so dialed to be a head coach. Then he tried to get a couple jobs. Was He missed on a few. Went to the Pats. Learned from uh, obviously one of the greats in Belichick. And then he got this job. And when he got the job at Arizona, there was a lot of pushback. And I remember doing all their local radio. And I'm not like the end all be all, but I know him well. And I was just like, guys, clearly he's got a way about him. He's got a plan. This is not going to be learn on the fly, first time head coach. And you've seen him rally a community that now sells out games in Tucson, not just basketball games, football games. You've seen him land, I think, the number three recruiting class in the pack last year after one win. And one win in like three years. Yeah. Well, yeah. wait, hold on, Yogi. Let me stop you here. So, what was exactly the pushback? Is it that oh, this guy never played football in no, at the college it, level? It or? wasn't that. It was um, at the time he was up for the job um, alongside of another good friend of mine, Brent Brennan, who's at San Jose State, who led his team to a Mountain West championship, mm-hmm. um, who had coached there under Dick Tomey. Um, it just was more well known in the coaching circles. Got it. Jed, you know, had never been a head coach. Um, wasn't like a hot name that year, but had interviewed it prior to Kevin Sumlin getting it. He interviewed for the job and didn't get it. So he'd always been on Arizona's shortlist. And I think the ADs I've always talked to have known about Jed, but I think the common place of the fan base and alums and players, you know, he wasn't like Kenny Dillingham now. Kenny Dillingham's on the West Coast, kind of a household name, the OC of Oregon. So that that was the pushback. And look, it was one over within three months because he had Teddy Bruschi and Gronk as the guest head coaches at their spring game, and they had 12,000 people there. Pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jed knows what he's doing, and yeah, he'll get that thing to a cool level. And I do think with two teams seemingly departing from the Pac-12, the Arizona schools have a chance to pick up some real estate. Uh, I didn't anticipate this much Arizona college football talk, <laughs> but while we're on it, who uh, Cliff Kingsbury to Arizona State, what say you? Interesting. Um I'm just saying, if he sure. if he wants to get out of the Arizona Cardinals, he's not happy with Kyler. He's not having fun. Kyler's a douche. Whatever it is, does he go to? Would Arizona State be a logical landing spot, or do you think he would more resurfaced in, in the uh, Big Twelve? I think he because he's going to have options. Yeah, when he was at SC, I remember talking to him, people on the staff. He did a month there as the OC before getting the Arizona head coaching job. Remember that he gets fired at Tech, comes to SC, and everybody in that program was like. Just rave reviews, work ethic, organization, guys love him. Uh, you know, my old roommate in college, Larry Fitzgerald, played for him in Arizona. Had only great things to say about him. So, yeah, I, I think it'd be awesome. Now, I am a huge fan of coaches who grind like coaches do of if there's a change in their coaching life, taking a minute. Like, I think it's beneficial to their own, like, health, perspective, you know, exactly. what you can absorb from your last time. I say that from my time with Coach Carroll. Like, his biggest growth was when he was fired from the Patriots and he was out for a year. And he said, I really just figured out how I wanted to attack my next opportunity. It was SC and he hasn't looked back in, what, 20-some years now. Yeah, sometimes yeah, you need that humbling. You need to get knocked down a peg and, and refocus and then to let the rocket ship take off. Um, let USC, UCLA... USC is a, a small favorite. I saw the game was sold out, and U, UCLA is expecting their largest student section in quite some time. Um, any any read on this game, Yogi? Uh, you know, UCLA probably looking ahead to this last week and slipped up against Arizona, came out flat, never could, you know, really uh, g- grab that game. And then USC, I, I don't know, they, the talent is there, but the loss of that running back die, man, that, that seems like a big loss. A, 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 what's your read on this game? Yeah, I love it. I've been coaching four of these games. These are amazing. Um, I'd recommend anybody who, who's got a chance to go to go. 
You know, it, it's beautiful in our city in L.A. here to watch the stadium light up with those two teams, uh, especially in that stadium at the Rose Bowl. I love that they're going to be able to take the tarps off, I'd imagine, and, you know, fill it up, which is what yeah. it should be over there, you know, with the season that Chip Kelly's having with his program. And then what Lincoln's done, I mean, you can't help but say, you know, I know Colin's always talking about it, but you can't help but tip your cap and say, man, what a job of recapturing a culture with so many new faces, 33 new faces on that team this year, huge personalities. So I say that just to kind of set the stage. I think coming into the game last weekend, thinking both teams would take care of business, I thought UCLA would have an advantage. I would say they'll run the football. The backfield of Dorian Thompson-Robinson and Zach Charbonnet, I think, is second to none, um, especially now with Travis Dye being out. And Zach is such a power back. I mean, this is a guy who goes for a buck 90 just on an average Saturday, it seems like. But after watching Arizona and the aforementioned Jane Delora avoid so many near sacks, so many wizardry type plays, I think of Caleb Williams. I've called a bunch of his games this season on the Pac-12 Networks, and, and his nickname, rightfully so, at SC is Little Houdini because <laughs> he makes people miss. Like he just makes magic happen. So it, it makes me lean back to SC, but I, I played it back and forth. I go back and forth all day. I think Eric Gentry will be a huge part of the game. You know, with the zone read RPO stuff that UCLA likes to do, Eric Gentry at middle linebacker at 6'6", with a seven foot six and a quarter inch wingspan, hasn't played their last couple games. I think him in the middle, he'll have an impact. I think that the players SC's brought over are all gamers. I believe the culture at UCLA is extremely strong, too, with their new faces like Jake Bobo and Darius Muasawit, wide out and, and inside linebacker, like... I think it's going to be a hell of a game, man. I think this will be a, a game for the ages. I and mean, there's so many storylines in this ball game, on the field, off the field, uh, in the city of L.A., with the CFP, who's going to Vegas. Because uh, that's kind of the only thing we really know about the Pac-12 right now is if SC wins, they're going to the title game. And if UCLA loses, they're not. Like, everything else is still up for debate because of the tiebreakers. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I, I I could every five minutes I go back and forth of who I think would win the game. Mm -hmm. So I know people don't like to hear this, but in a game with so much on the line for the Pac-12, haven't been to the college football playoff in years. Um, you know, USC, the conference would love USC to win this game. Obviously, they'd still have to beat Notre Dame next week, and then win the um, Pac-12 championship, but. There's a lot riding on this. I would say more for USC than UCLA because I don't think UCLA, I don't think they can get to the college football playoff with two losses, right? They, I mean, they would need beyond chaos, whatever that is, to happen, right? Yeah, I mean, we've never seen a two-loss team make yeah. it, and that may happen if LSU is able to win the SEC title. Like, to your point, like, you know, I, I get to be part of the team that presents to the CFP on behalf of the Pac-12 with our commissioner oh, wow. and Merton Hanks. So it's really cool to, you know, just to kind of, you, you try to shed light, unique light beyond the stats on each team and each program. Again, to the point of this year in college football, I don't think there's anybody that I say gets a pass to the playoff, meaning there's, I don't think Ohio State or Michigan are that much better or Georgia is that much better. So we'll see on the two loss thing. It'd be fun if chaos ensues. I think we'd all oh, like always, that. Yes, yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> to your point, yeah, USC right now with how we see the playoff standing and the historicals around it are the remaining strong chance for the pack. Now, I'll say this, everybody ranked higher than them, every single one of them do not have as challenging of a path as USC. No one will play three ranked teams. Mm -hmm. No one, and no, not even close. So to have to play UCLA in a rivalry game coming off a loss, you'll get their best effort. Having to play Notre Dame, seemingly playing their best football, running the football extremely well, and then having to play Oregon, rematch against Utah, Things you get crazy, maybe it's UW. Like who who knows who they'll have to play, but they will be challenged in a way that I think it's a walk if they're able to win out to go into the playoff. I really I agreed, do. Yeah. Nobody else has nine conference games, or at least two of the conferences don't. No one has as challenging of a path. And you know, I'm a fan of TCU and Sunny Dykes. I hope they go undefeated, and I'd love to see SC. Yeah, no, TCU I out. think has a good chance, right? Well, hell, I mean, what else are you supposed to do? Yeah, you know, beat everybody that you play. And I you're mean, power five Iowa league. State's no good. Um, I think this, this weekend, I think they have Baylor. That's going to be tricky. Baylor coming off a loss, similar to UCLA, maybe looking ahead. Um, quickly, USC, Notre Dame. Is Notre Dame good? I mean, we're talking about losses to Stanford and Marshall, but they did smash uh, both teams going to the ACC championship, whatever that's worth. Uh, played Ohio State tough two months ago, and 
you know, the Syracuse win was kind of a good one. I don't know. Are they good? Yeah, it's really fun conversation. Like, I'm a believer that in every college locker room, it's pretty much 18 to 22. And every week you get something different. And I think we have this expectation and a standard based on historicals that, like, Bama will come out and just be dialed every week. Or Notre Dame will just be Notre Dame every week. And the reality is, like, you kind of go up and down a little bit with this gen. With that being said, knowing what the playoff committee is doing, like, if you're going to count everything, you got to count everything. Right. So to your point, you've got to count Ohio State almost losing to Notre Dame. So how do you value Notre Dame? Right. If you value Notre Dame a lot, then you got to count. Let's just say it's a two loss team in the Pac-12 beating Stanford. Right. Because Stanford beat Notre Dame. Cal played Notre Dame. I mean, they didn't get a favorable call on a field goal. If you remember the kind of the phantom offsides call to change the the direction of that game in week four of the season or three or four of the season. So. I'm a fan of at this point count it all. So yeah, I think it's fair to say that they're good. They're playing much better than they have. Mm-hmm. They found their flow with Drew Pine as the quarterback. They found the run game. You know, they're working the play action game. And I think they're a legit top 25 team. And and I hope they keep getting gassed up to your point earlier of <laughs> if SC wins. Yeah. Give them a top 12 Notre Dame, like whatever. But if because yeah. if we're going to count it all, I think I'm a big fan of let's count it all versus I just want to count Georgia beating Tennessee and Oregon. Well, you have to count like a near loss to Kent State and Missouri too. Like you just got to count it all. You got to count Austin P playing Alabama this weekend mm-hmm. in advance of their rivalry game. Uh, you know, like, you just have to count <laughs> yeah, it all. Saving. Yeah. Um, I guess last question. If I said to you, Georgia was the number one seed, Michigan, Ohio State winner is the number two seed, TCU is three. USC is four. Is that, that that's reasonable, right? I don't think USC can leapfrog TCU, even though they're playing three straight ranked teams. Well, I don't know. Could they leapfrog TCU? I think it, that that's going to be really fun to watch because again, the committee has consistently said over years that they value wins, right? USC's loss is one point on the road to the defending champ, who might beat Oregon this weekend, who might find their way in the Pac-12 title, who yeah, USC might USC- have to avenge. They trailed that game for like 25 seconds, right? right. On the yeah. road. Yeah, they Maybe had a chance seconds. to blow that thing open. Oh. Right? They just couldn't finish that it. That was a great game, yeah. It's a great game. Um, you know, and I think the officials went both ways. I know I see fans are, you know, they let up the officials a lot in that one, but everybody had their fair share. And I think it always evens it itself out. But yeah. we'll find out like the value of the league. And that's what to me the thing I noticed in the first CFP ranking when the chair of the committee said we don't value conferences we value teams well i think at this point of the rankings i think conferences get valued a little bit and i do think that we'll see with sc like are their wins valued just in the last three or are they valuing the conference and the conference that they're in and what the conference stands for over the big 12 for instance as a conference because it's not as top heavy as the pack is right now so i'd be happy if it was four, if it was three, whatever. Well, you know? you, I'm sure you'd rather take three. You don't want to face Georgia in the opener. I, I it's interesting. The, now that we've talked about it, I mean, who's the second best team in the in the Big Twelve? And it, it certainly is not Texas. Um, yeah. Who's the second they, best team in America? O- Oklahoma State. Maybe. Right. I don't. I don't. Even, I mean, Oklahoma stinks. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. The, the Big Twelve is not strong, so maybe TCU gets bumped to four. USC would definitely have better wins than than TCU. So, uh, yeah, it gets interesting. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. 
or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. So you did write a book on quarterbacks. So you know them as well as anybody, especially the guys coming out. So, you know, they had me do mock drafts for foxsports.com. I did one earlier this month. I had C.J. Stroud going first. Okay, You, you know Stroud well. Bryce Young going second. A lot of people did not like Will Levis going third, and he has struggled here down the stretch. I'm I'm curious when you you were writing the book on these guys like what three, four, five years ago when they were coming up in high school. I mean, Yogi, I, I don't know if any of these guys are great. I, I'll just be blunt. I, I I like them. Stroud has looked good. Bryce Young is small, but has looked good. Hendon Hooker is a guy on the rise. I don't know what to make of Levis. Like every year. Yogi, we say, oh, man, this quarterback track class is going to be good. It's going to be strong. And then guys just fall out of the or The more you see them, the less enamored you become. I don't know. Where are you on this upcoming draft with the quarterbacks from college football? Yeah, I loved what you just said because that was one of the main reasons we wrote the book. Because, yeah. you know, there's you know 22 positions on the field seemingly. And the only one that gets talked about before the draft is the quarterback, right? Like it gets beat up. It gets blown out of proportion, uh, way too much hype. Guys usually get drafted higher than maybe they should be. Uh, There's always a need in certain teams and you don't want to miss on a can't miss guy or a guy you see under the radar. I I don't know, man. I I, I would net out here. I I would add Michael Penix Jr. to your list. Number one. Whoa, 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 whoa. As a potential high, like first or second round pick? Yes. Trust me on November 15th. Let's revisit it and... February, March, post-combine, Michael Penix Jr. will make every single throw that all the quarterbacks you reference can make. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. has played in, you know, obviously multiple systems. He's now at Washington. He's the nation's leading passer. Uh, They, I think their offense, over 20% of their offense are explosive plays. I mean, you got to be accurate down the field. Mm -hmm. He's played in crazy weather. Go watch the Oregon State game a little over a week ago. Game-winning drive and 30-plus mile an hour wins, and he's all accurate. Quarterback on the other side, balls floating everywhere. Um, he he's really a, a mature guy. He was committed to Tennessee, coming out of high school in Tampa. 
they dropped him when there was a coaching change. He goes to Indiana, never made it through six games without being injured. And he transferred out to Washington with Kalen DeBoer. And look, if if they win out, I'm calling their game this weekend. And they win this weekend against Colorado. Then they beat Washington State in their rivalry game, the Apple Cup. There's a chance that they, pending a couple upsets, go to Vegas for the title game. Wow. If he's on that stage, he should be a Heisman candidate. Yeah. So so let me let me ask you. I, I'm seeing two ACL injuries and another injury. He was wrecked by COVID. Is he almost undervalued at this point? Or do you think the injuries will just be too much for NFL teams when they do the medicals? No, it, I, I to me it was more about like anticipation. Like, can he make it through a year? You know, that's what everybody wanted to know. It was crazy this year. It was week six. Because again, he only made it through six games. He never made it through six full games. And I think it was a week six or seven against Arizona State. He takes a shot, a targeting shot on the last drive of the game to the throat. And he hits his voice box and he can't talk. And he's not, you know, if you ever got hit in the throat, you kind of freak out a little bit. And he went through a lot just kind of talking to our crew. And even, excuse me, in his post-game interview about it, knowing like, man, this was the same week. Like I always get hurt, right? Well, he obviously has made it through that, and he's playing at a crazy level. Led his team to a win over top ten Oregon last weekend, and I'm just, I, I just think he's going to be the guy that will climb up, and I think he'll play. I think he'll play in the NFL. Now, I'm not saying the other guys won't. Bryce Young and CJ are different players. Bryce, to me, I've often comped him to Steph Curry, even in high school. Wow, you know, he's okay. a point guard, right? He's just dishing and dealing, and you know, he's playing from the gun. He moves well. He sees the game so well. More and more, I talk to NFL people. They're like, yep, there's a lot of pastors in college, but how many guys see it? Meaning they see the movement through all the chaos, right? There's a bunch of jerseys, a bunch of colors, a bunch of hands, but they still see coverage. They still see route combinations. They still can anticipate guys coming open. Bryce is awesome at that. Uh, CJ, different guy, physically, different tools. Competitively, different different style of competitor. He's got some stuff to him. He's been through a tough road. I was with him the day he exploded on the recruiting scene at the Elite 11. Mm-hmm. He won the MVP. He was in Bryce Young and Drew Pine's group. We put him in a group together where they had to vote for or against one another for the MVP. So we saw it at 16, like the emotional intelligence he's had. I've been around him with his competitive temperament. Both of those guys were counselors at the Elite 11 this summer. I mean, I don't think you can go wrong. It's just going to be like, what do you like? Vanilla, strawberry. Like, what do you what do, what do you like? Small and point guardish, or do you like big stature, pocket passer, um, and a guy that can move? Like that. That's what I think it'll come down to, and, and this will be debated a ton. But do not sleep. Um, trust me, do not sleep on Michael Penix Jr. Okay. And I hope well, we I talk like in like a couple years about him because I think he's going to play, man. I think he's an NFL starting quarterback. Yeah. No. He. I mean, definitely has the arm. The lefty thing is interesting. Um, there, for whatever reason, there haven't been a ton of lefty superstar. I mean, there's been good lefty quarterbacks, but I don't think there's been a million of. You know, yeah. I, I don't know why why that is. You you know quarterbacks? Any any idea why why how that happened? Well, there's not a lot in college. If you think about it, like who's the top three lefties that you think about? Okay, Leinart, of course. Leinart, yeah. Where else does your head go? Like you're kind of like uh, Mark Brunel, maybe. Okay, yeah. Like yeah, he's coaching little... in the NFL now. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he's in his 50s. Like it's it's hard to think about. Now, when I talk to college coaches, a lot of times they'll say, "I don't know if I really want to recruit a lefty because then I got to change my whole drill." And you know, like if you got four righties and one lefty in a quarterback room, like four guys do a drill one guy one way, the other guy does it the other. Like you have to obviously, you know, be really enamored with them. Uh, I've yeah. seen guys though at the Elite Eleven. I've seen talented lefties. Coming out of high school, Shane Morris is one that immediately comes to mind. Where'd he go? Michigan? Yeah, he went to Michigan. Uh, ended up getting hurt. I remember the name. Yeah. Yeah, he's in, he's in the five-star quarterback book. Just gives great insight into his path and how he's processed life in and out, in, in out of it. But yeah, you're right. There's not a lot of them. But I just think that his, you know, I've, I met with him a bunch. I just had him on my podcast. He's got a lot to him. I think he's just going to be one of those guys that climbs. Kind of like Malik Willis climbed kept climbing mm, and now he's yeah. starting like tyler he's he's yeah, maybe not malik, malik willis malik was freakish he looks like, he, in college. He, he doesn't look like he can throw the football in the nfl honestly i, I don't know that he's ready it, it's early yeah. but Penix could come out and you team throwing 30 times in a game no problem like i don't know that willis has a confidence yet do you you know i don't know i, I got to know him at the elite 11 but i'll be honest in the, in the season regular season i don't watch enough nfl okay to really be dialed like i get my nfl fix come no, January. like December 4th, oh, and December. we're done with championship weekend. 
a good time to pick it up. Uh, so for 2023, we could go at, I'm sorry, 2024, we can pencil in Caleb Williams for number one, right? I'll tell you, Jace, he... Uh, no, we've, said, we've said this many years, like Spencer Rattler. Remember that guy? Yeah, I, I love Spence, I yeah. I don't, know what, I don't know what happened to him. How's well, he doing in South Carolina? He's doing okay. You know, he's, yeah. he's at a, he got a fresh start. He's happy. Like, it's good hard. Coach. Yeah. Good coach. Like, I mean, the part of why we wrote the book was because all these guys get labeled, to your point, yeah. right? Bo Nix got labeled. Spencer's been labeled. Caleb's been... They've all been labeled by somebody outside of themselves. You're a five-star. You're the next great thing. And it's hard to live up to it. It's hard to manage it. It's hard to deal with it. There's a lot that goes in it, which is why our book's like 600 pages, yeah. right? But to that point, I'll say this. I've seen probably 97% of quarterbacks over the last almost 20 years coming out of high school that are special in person. Caleb isn't the 1%. Ooh. Caleb isn't the 1%. Hey, I mean, so I'm assuming Trevor Lawrence is in there? So here, I'll give you my list. Uh, from yeah. Elite 11, which is a premier high school quarterback camp, Jameis. When I saw him, it was like our staff. It was it was evident he had a chance yep. to be special. Uh, Trevor, yes. Justin Fields, yes. Hmm. Uh, dual sport athlete, so studious in the room. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa, probably the best really? hit factor I've ever seen. Meaning, what? oh come on, the oh. best of the last twenty years. So this is how I define the hit wow. factor. We did a whole documentary on it where he's in it. You check it out on YouTube. Where if you walk into a room, people feel your presence, and you make them better. Two is a guy that isn't going to say a curse word. He's probably not going to go party with you, do anything outlandish off the field, but he can connect mm -hmm. with a guy, an old lineman from Nebraska or a running back from South Florida and everything in between. Like he was just always able to connect. He's so likable. Um, and he's a gamer and he's insanely competitive. Like, look, I, I again, I know like the numbers maybe don't bear out. No, 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 no. no. I'm home. just, I'm, I'm, I, when, when you think of the alpha, and I heard this, these stories about Mark Sanchez, and I've tried to talk to him about it. I think he's going to come on the podcast next week. But he was thought of as the alpha. Everybody gravitates yeah. toward him. He's cool. Uh, you know, Mark Sanchez is like a big dude. People like it. But Tua's not like the huge guy. He's not the big strapping guy with a booming voice who's going to every he's going to yell and people are going to listen, right? Well, those personalities actually remind me of one another. And I coach Mark at SC. I've known Mark since he was sixteen. Um, <clears throat> their stature isn't the same physically, but in terms of they, they make the room feel light, like any like the walk on to the five star prospect feels like they could talk to him. More importantly, Mark or Tua would go talk to them. You know, like they make everybody feel like they have a voice. They're extremely approachable, uh, insanely competitive. Yeah, very similar. Like I think most quarterbacks are pleasers by nature, right? Like they want the quarterback coach to say they did a good job. They want the room to feel right. I think those guys have that trade in common too. I, th I think all quarterbacks inherently have that. Uh, they want the room to be right. And both of them make it better. I I've seen it. I, I just remember being at the Elite 11 at the opening, which is the top 160 players in all of high school football, go to Nike's campus. And it's every personality you can imagine. And everybody's a four and five-star recruit. Mm -hmm. And I've seen quarterbacks get eaten up by those personalities. And I've seen quarterbacks control it without being controlling. And Tua is the best I've ever seen in that regard. That's good to hear. I Listen, I like Tua. People think I hate him just because I don't think he's a great NFL quarterback yet. But uh, it's weird. You know, the Miami Dolphins fans are very insecure with uh, with everything. But anyways, all right, Yogi, we've kept you too long. Great stuff. Um, I, I look forward to you calling games. You know, we'll definitely have to have you back on before the draft. I like this Michael Penix nugget. I'm going to have to... Uh, I'm going to have to remember this one. That that yeah. uh, I like that because, listen, I, you like a guy coming out of nowhere to potentially rise up the charts and be like mm, the second round steal who becomes pretty damn good. Well, dude, I like those how, stories. Bro, how about this? You just said coming out of nowhere. He just wasn't on the preseason watch list. This dude's leading the nation in passing. Well, this is true. You know yes, what I'm saying? Like, like, but I think that's the but point he's of the like NFL. he's not a Heisman finalist. Who you know, he's it? not going to, I don't think he's making any mock draft. I don't follow really any mock drafts outside of mine and, you know, Shea and Kuiper, but I, I don't think I've seen Penix. Any, have you seen him on any list? Again, I haven't looked. And the first yeah. one I usually go to is is yours and then uh, DJ's. <laughs> yeah, come on. Oh, that's right. Daniel Jeremiah, obviously, yeah. another one I check. Um, he's he's come on the podcast. I don't. Does he have Penix high? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't looked. Now man. I'm thinking. Hey, maybe maybe the Jets take Michael Penix in the second round. Not that uh, I'm out on Zach Wilson. Jeez, jeez. But if we don't get Derek Carr, by the way, did you have Zach Wilson at uh, Elite Eleven? No, uh, we had him at a regional, um, but I stopped going to the regionals a couple years ago because I'm doing spring football, so I never really got to see him yeah. in person. 
What, did he not make Elite 11? He didn't make the finals. And I don't, I don't know what the reason was. Like, oftentimes, like, we take t- 20 kids to the finals. And then, yeah. like, 21 through 25 ends up being, like, first-round draft pick or right. whomever. So uh, Interesting. he was in that that category. But oh, I never saw well, him. That, that uh, Justin Fields really uh, on fire. Um, Trevor Lawrence d- uh, playing well. Mac Jones never made Elite 11, did he? Sure did, yeah. Of course. He was a really? commit to Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> not not a huge Mac Jones guy, but uh, we'll see if he gets pulled this weekend for Bailey Zappi, Big Jets. But Patriots think about game. it. So, there's so much. I'll be locked in, but there's so much <laughs> before I leave. Like, And this is, again, why we wrote the book. There's so much that goes into success. Yeah. You know, like I believe in my heart of hearts that Sam Darnold could be a very successful NFL quarterback. I really believe it. I believed it since the moment we met him with his makeup, with his work ethic, everything. But he went to two places that seemingly weren't that organized. Yeah. Right? Like, again. Jets I, I say, definitely were not. <laughs> well, Carolina fired their coach. Like, yeah. I, I just say that of like not being in the inner workings of any of those places, but same thing in college. Why doesn't your favorite college recruit work out? Well, oftentimes, like, there's a lot that goes into that, whether it's grades, socially, homesick, talent system, relationship with play caller. Like there's so many things that have to hit for you to hit. And that's why like we're trying to redefine the idea of bust. Cause all bust is I would, like, I, that's I a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Like am I a bust if I don't meet your pre-draft prediction? I hope not. Like I could still have a life and a job and a family and find success. And am I a bust? Well, you like, know who the guys aren't bust is basically anyone drafted after the first round who does right. well. Yeah, like, <laughs> you can't be a bust if you were drafted in the second or third round, right? Totally. Like, so it's a, it's a little silly. You're right. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. All right. all right, Yogi. Thanks a lot, man. Take it easy. Peace. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.